0: Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I want to read to you a beautiful piece that my friend Brad Montague wrote. He was on this show. You may have remembered that episode. He created something called Kid President. He's written books. He's such a tremendous soul, beautiful, creative heart. And here's what he wrote. A dream is a wish your heart makes. A dream is also something you fight tooth and nail for because it's super hard to bring the intangible into the tangible world, yet you know it's possible if you work daily to make your priorities to be in line with your purpose. The world needs dreamers and also doers too. Most of all, the world is in need of dreamers brave enough to do. Here's to the possibilities. That's Brad Montague, and I love it so much. And that's really all that we need to hear. That last line most of all, the world is in need of dreamers brave enough to do. Yes. Yes. Everyone has incredible talent. Like Evan Carmichael said, every person has Michael Jordan level skill at something. But what most are missing is momentum because we don't do, we don't take action, we get overwhelmed. We slump back down in our chair. We hear the horizon calling, but we stay stuck on the island and we don't do anything about these gifts that we've been given. You're sitting on gold. You are sitting on gold and you must, you must believe in yourself and give yourself permission to begin and be messy. You have to set yourself up to win by really knowing what you're going to need in order to take action and in order to commit. You guys, the doors for my program, it's called Made to Do This. It closes Friday. Enrollment closes Friday. It actually might close sooner because we have a certain group size that we can hold and really make space for because I want this to be a beautiful container where people get seen. And because we have this no-fail policy and I will be showing up every week on Zoom video chat, plus you will each be assigned a personal coach from my full-time team, plus you will be put into mastermind pods. We don't take everyone. I mean, we had... Thousands and thousands of people in this challenge group, almost 20,000. We can't take 20,000. We can't take 10. We can't take 5,000. We can't take a thousand. We take a small group. And so doors will close Friday or whenever we're full, which is approaching quickly. If you want to save your spot, I would definitely get into this program because I am certain that this program will not only light a fire inside of you, but I will hold up a mirror and show you what it is that you are made to do. I will help you clarify that. And then you will be given action steps to take. We will say, okay, this week, we want you to do this. Send this email, make this offer, talk to these people, give this away for free. By the end, you will hit that benchmark and you will know this thing is a business. I validated it. I'm making money. And 90 days from now, you will be so glad that you put yourself in this incubator so that you can get the clarity and take action. You are needed here. Your voice is needed. Your work is needed. Your soul is needed. You owe it to yourself to step into the person you've always known you are. You deserve to know that you're worthy. You're worthy of taking your seat at the table amongst the other souls who had the courage to give themselves permission to shine their light. No, you're probably not perfect. And no, you probably think you're far from ready, but the universe doesn't care about ready. The universe responds to brave. So if you guys want to join me, go to madetodothis.com and get your seat and let's go. Let's make 2020 the year that you decide I'm not sitting it out and I know that Kathy's my person and if anyone can help me with this, it's her. Let's go. By the way, you guys, we do have a refund policy. So for some reason you get to the two week mark and you're like, no, thanks. You get a refund. So please, please consider what this could be for you, what this could do for you and let's do it. Also, if you were in the 2020 Vision Challenge, the videos of those five days are up until today at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you're in that Facebook group, you know that I will be giving away scholarships tonight to the program at 5 p.m. Pacific. For those of you who've watched the videos and done your homework, if you want more information on that, go to the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group and get in on it. I will be there live tonight to give away scholarships on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. Go there now if you want more details on that. Okay, so today I'm going to share with you the best piece of the challenge that we did last week. We shared with you a little bit from our day one coaching session, but this one is packed with juicy tactical approaches to building a business, marketing, branding, pricing. So much wisdom in here. I'm so excited to share this with you. Let's take a listen. How are you guys? What's going on? We have so much to do today. And those of you who are here are going to feel so rewarded that you showed up because the truth is, you guys, as much as I love the, the emotional stuff, I love it. I feel like that's one of my jobs in the world is to hold space for people and to really make people feel seen. But I'm obsessed with business. It is so fun because really it's the same thing, right? The difference between a hobby and a business, let's repeat, a hobby means I get to just do something for me. A business means I get to do something for someone else. A business, as Seth Godin says, is completely based on radical empathy because if someone's going to pay me their hard-earned money, it means I made something that they needed and wanted. And it's that I developed trust and intimacy with them. So I love business because business is people, business is feelings, business is kindness, business is understanding and listening. So I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And today we're going to go over branding. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about pricing a little bit. And I love teaching this stuff. We're going to talk about what real marketing and what real sales looks like so that you never, 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 ever, ever, ever have to sell again. Okay. We're going to go over some of that today. And the first thing we're going to do, because a lot of you keep saying, Kath, I still don't know. I still don't know what my thing is. So I'm, I'm going to continue to massage this out. We're going to talk about it for two minutes and then we're going to move into branding because it is something that's coming up for a lot of you. And so one more thing I want to say about that, if you're looking for like, what is the thing? What is the thing? Have you ever had the experience where you're like sitting in front of the computer and you're trying to figure out like what the thing is? Like you're trying to just stare at the computer as if the words are going to come for the song you're trying to write or for the book you're trying to write, or you're you're just staring at the computer. You're, you're sitting there and you just keep thinking about the question, thinking about the question. You're trying to get the answer from here and it's not coming. And you think to yourself, where does inspiration come from? Where does that knowing come from? It's usually not from just looking at the question and just like sitting there trying to think our way to the answer. We don't usually think our way to answers. We feel our way to answers. So what does that mean? It means that Steve Jobs used to make sure that in his day, he took two walks and he left the office because that was, that was when the ideas would come. Not when he's sitting there trying to think of what's the next move, what's the next move. How often am I talking to someone and I say, oh, that's such a good title. What you titled your podcast. And they go, oh, I had that thought in the shower. Why is that? Because when you, when you step away, you give yourself the release, right? When you're full, when your mind is full, when everything's full and you're numbed out, you're not even feeling anything because you're sitting for hours trying to think of this answer, you've got to walk away. And I'm telling you, that's the better way to try to get the answer. What else? Well, sometimes, you've ever had the experience where something cracks you open You attend somebody's funeral and on the way home you have this idea for a song or someone's having a dance party and you didn't want to go and you uh and then like something happened where like you actually surrendered and you felt something. You like got out of your comfort zone where you always seem to live. Sometimes we emotionally only live in a certain place. We won't let ourselves feel over here, over here. We only know ourselves through feelings. We only start to connect with ourselves through feelings. The same thing with other people. How do you create intimacy with other people? feelings, right? You share your feelings. So sometimes we've just gotten ourselves in this like little rote where we don't let ourselves feel. So when we open ourselves up to feeling things, it's like, take yourself to a museum, go by yourself on an artist date. Just take yourself to a play just to start to feel things, just to be inspired. What do you you think about when you leave? Do you have any thoughts about the world? Do you have any thoughts about things that start to percolate? Like, oh, it it, it opened me up, right? We have to go back to that. It's already in there, I'm sure of it. It's already in there. But are you doing anything to touch ground, to find it? And remember that everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be seen. But do you know who you want to be seen by more than anyone? You. You want to arrive at your own door so badly. You want to open that door and go, hey, welcome home. I see you. We're always looking outside of ourselves for validation, outside of ourselves. Who are we? Who are we? Really, you want to come home to yourself. You want to be known to yourself. And so what are the things that you can do to bring you back home, right? Feeling. How can I feel more? Take myself to a movie. Take myself to a meditation class. Go to a Zumba class. Just start to feel. Just start to feel. Just notice. Notice. Also, trust the whisper. Trust the whisper because there's a tiny, tiny, tiny little whisper and it might be a clue that's leading you somewhere. There might be something that when you do it, time stands still and you're like, oh, what? I can't make a business out of that. There's probably something in there. So we want to start to think about the things that we love. All right. And then I just also want you to trust. And Gay Hendricks says this. He wrote a book called The Big Leap, which I just had him on the show. It's such an amazing book about breaking through our upper limit. And he's worked with people, he's coached people like Michael Dell. Bonnie Raitt, Kenny Loggins, he's coached so many different people. And he was talking about how once we get clear of what's possible, once we get clear of what we really want, the universe meets us there. There is no way to deny the synchronicity that starts to line up in your life when you just trust and you lean in. So think about these little whispers, right? Like doesn't it just feel right and good when you're outside and you lift your face to the sun? What are the things that feel right and good? Does it just feel right and good when you are being creative? Does it just feel right and good when you are bringing women together and you go, I think that that's my strength is just leading women's groups. Does it just feel right and good to be out in nature? Trust it. Trust it because you were put here and you do have your signature thing. And there is a thing that when you do it, it's like, bing, 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 This is what you came here for. Trust it. Lean into it. Okay. So let's talk about branding. Okay. It's you. Okay. When we buy things, we keep going back to this. We don't buy things. It's the person. It's the connection. Okay. Every single market is already saturated. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you want to do. If you're, if you are going to make cake pops, if you're writing books, whatever topic you're going to write a book, it's been done. Everything's saturated. So what are people buying? They're going to buy you. You're going to find your people. And in 7 billion people plus, we, we do better. Human beings have always done better in small groups and tribes. Okay. So it's actually cool for people to go, no, no, but this is my little corner of the world. So what we need to do is lean in. We need to lean into who we are. So I'm going to give you an assignment right now. You can use Pinterest, but if you're not a Pinterest user, you can do it without that. You can do it with a pen and paper. I want you to think of six categories that would be the things that you're like, if you had to take everything, put it all out on the table, What are six categories of things or six things that you don't have to think so far as the categories, we can get to that in a second. What would be six things that represent you, right? Like, you know, people make those like crest, family crests, you know, people make logos, right? But like, if you were going to make a time capsule and you could only put six things in it, six things that represent you, what would be in there? So let me give you an example, okay? Okay. Um, those, some of you know, my friend Jenna Kutcher and she has gold diggers, her podcast, and she's all about body positivity and she's all about women feeling empowered. And she went through a fertility struggle, but she also, she's the girl next door. She loves macaroni and cheese. She loves Joanna Gaines. She's a photographer. Okay. How do I know that it's in her branding? Why is it important? Because when you go to her website, you're going to see, hey, I'm Jenna. I love photography. I always have a camera in my hand. I love mac and cheese. I'm obsessed with Joanna Gaines. What's happening all of a sudden? What's happening is now you go, oh, I get this person. And if you're that person who likes mac and cheese and Joanna Gaines, and even with the colors that she's using and you like to pick up a a camera, you're going to go, oh, I could go anywhere, but I, I feel at home here because these are my words. This is my language. My friend Jasmine Starr, super sweet, awesome human being. She was just on my show for the second time. So she does this and she helps people build their Instagram and curate it. And so she said, Kathy, when I started out, I asked myself these same questions, like what represents me? And she said, I thought she's obsessed with coffee. She makes herself French press coffee every single day. So she's like, I love coffee. Like coffee would be in there. She also, by the way, photographer. She started as a photographer. She's like my camera, her husband, it's been the two of them since high school. So he's a, and he's her business partner, very big part of her life. So she's like, I knew that those would be some of the things. Now, why am I saying it? I want you to pick six categories. Okay. I want you to pick six categories. If you, if you noodle around and you look through my Instagram or you look at my website or you listen to me talk, you'll see things like, I love dear Evan Hansen, which is a musical. Okay. I love Larry David. I love Your enthusiasm. I love polka dots because I'm a shabby chic vintagey kind of girl. Um, I love anthropology. I'm not, I'm not the girl who's always got her hair blown out. As you can tell, like I'm not all like prim and proper. And, And I also love things that are deep and empathetic and inspirational. So for you guys, when you're thinking about your brand, I want you to pick six categories is going to be in your homework. And you can actually start to do this. You can start to do this in your Instagram. And even if it's on your Instagram, you should start thinking about this when it comes to even just branding, just thinking about how you share who you are in the world, because it's helpful. It's really, really helpful to know what those touchstones are because it starts to connect you with the people who have the same touchstones and it feels like something. When people come and they have very vague descriptions of who they are and what they do, I, I can't connect. I, I, it's not personal. I, I don't know what's going on. I have no feelings coming up. Hi, I like to help women with business. It's like, okay, tell me something else. Give me, mm. and I also, I love, um, Cycle and okay, still a little general, but you're getting better. And, um, I'm obsessed with the islands. I love Hawaii and I grew up there. Good, good, good. I got that. Now I got something. Now I feel something and I kind of get who you might be. So what you can start then to do, whether it, let's just think about your Instagram, for example, but you don't have to use it for Instagram. You can just use it in general for branding. When you're building your Instagram, instead of every day having to think, what am I posting today? You can just know every, I pick these six categories. Let's say it's coffee The beach in Newport, because that's where you live and you love it. Let's say it's um, your your camera, because you're a photographer. I'm just using Jasmine for a second. Then every six photos is another picture of a latte, another picture of the ocean, another picture of your camera. Now, when somebody's scrolling through, what do they get? They get a real clear message. It's consistent. It just keeps coming every six images, and they go. I get this girl, and they don't get that you purposely did that, but they start to get it. They're like swimming in this environment that you created. Who gets me right now? Who's understanding what I'm saying? Okay, so that's something that I really want you to think about. And the quirkier, the better. The quirkier, the better. You know why? When we love characters in movies, when we love characters in a book, what we love about them, what makes us love them, is the parts of them that are not perfect? The quirky parts, right? The story of Moses is that like he had a he couldn't talk. Like remember he had a lisp, right? That's part of the hero's journey. So all these little quirky things, like that's what makes it stick. So you can pick one of those six things and put it together. Okay. All right, so that's one thing. So let's move into some marketing, okay? What really works, and somebody posted this in the thread this week, that they spoke it out, something that they're doing, and they got three more clients just by talking about what they're doing. Talking about the work sells the work more than trying to sell. I don't want anyone learning to sell. I don't want to teach anyone how to pitch. I don't like salesy people, and I don't like anything about that, and you shouldn't have to do that. You should be smart and you should create trust and intimacy and value and organically connect with humans and you will never sell again. You won't have to because people will come to you. They will just be happy that you do the thing that they need. So what is marketing? Marketing is, it's one word. It's communication. Marketing means I effectively communicated what I do to the person I do it for what I do to the person I do it for. And sales is something that doesn't happen in the sale, right? It happens way before we get there. So I never have to sell because I preemptively show up and give it away for free and build trust and intimacy. And then the sale is me just saying, hey, person who I've built trust with, that thing that now I know you want, it's available. And I just invite them to come collect the thing that they told me they want from me. And now I just sold something without ever having to sell it. Do you hear me? So we need to work on that. And there are ways to keep working that. So it really actually clicks. So one thing I want you to think about here. And again, we're just using Instagram, but we don't have to use Instagram. I'm just giving you this as an example. It could be, it could be in the real world, right? You, don't have to, you, can, you can build a business without using social media. But when it comes to Instagram, for instance, a little tool that you should know is, is because of the algorithms, people don't really see your feeds. But IG stories, that's where it's at. People get lazy now. They don't even want to do this. They just look at who's in, at the top in the IG stories. Think about questions that you can answer like this. What do I do? Why do I do it? Who do I do it for? And how do I do it? People find it interesting to hear the process. So you could think to yourself like, oh, you know, I'm a photographer. Like maybe I can talk about like why I became a photographer. That's interesting. I know you might think it's not interesting, but other people find that it is interesting. You know, my grandmother was a photographer and that was the time I got to spend with her or you know, like Jasmine Starr's story is she's like, I went to UCLA law school and I was miserable and her mom got a brain tumor. And she was like, what is this life if I'm miserable? And she's like, all I've ever really wanted to do was pick up a camera. And she didn't even have a camera. And she realized, I just want to be there for people's most important moments. And I want to be happy. And she felt guilty leaving UCLA law school because it's hard to get in. It's expensive. And she was going to be wasting the money. And she was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to pick up a camera. It's a great story. Did she know that it was interesting? Probably not. We don't think we're interesting. It's a great story. So, and then how do you do it? Like, can you come on? And if you love to use a loom and weave, can you just show us like what inspired you to make this particular thing? And can you show us how you're doing it for like a minute? Cause that's awesome. And that's so much easier to do. And that's so much better than going, you should buy this thing. It's like, Nope, don't ever do that ever again. Never, 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 ever again sell anything. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But a little bit of that marketing is who, who am I being clear and what do I do and who do I do it for? And we're going to put some of these things in your homework. I'm, I'm going to go over a lot tonight. So not everything will be in your homework, but one of those things I want you to think about, I want you to think about this question. What do I do and who do I do it for? And believe me, if you show up for this program I'm doing, made to do this, that's the whole point. What are you made to do? You should have complete clarity halfway through the program. What do I do and who do I do it for? And then that's the first benchmark. And then the second benchmark by the end of the program is now I'm able to sell that because I figured out a way to find the thing I love and be useful to someone else and figure out who I serve. And now I'm off to the races and now I'm building something that I can actually really scale so that my husband doesn't have to work so that we can stay at five-star hotels. I'm telling you guys, there's there's not a little difference in four-star and five-star. It's universes apart. I am now such a hotel snob and I don't have any shame around it because I worked through any of my money stuff and I came out here with my beat up old Volvo and now I'm like, money, money is awesome. It's a resource. Do I want less water? Do I want less oxygen? Nope. I want as much oxygen as possible. And a lot of people with money, it's really funny. They'll say things like how I'll be like, this is the most triggering question. How much do you want to make people? People will always do this. Um, just like if I could just, just, if I could just make like 75, and I'm like, what's happening right now? Like you're apologizing all over the place. Would you say I want just enough oxygen? That's all I need is just enough never, never. Like you want plenty of oxygen. You want to have plenty of money. And why? Because money is a beautiful gift, right? That then you can use and you have the freedom. First of all, it gives you freedom, how you spend your time. And then also you have the freedom of what you get to do with that. And you get to, and it's it's responsibility, right? You get to become the custodian of this and you get to choose where you're going to put it. And that's really nice. And then you have more free time. So you can go serve the world more. Like you can do things just for the good of humanity, like start a podcast, right? Because You can, I mean, you can start a podcast and, and do it as a business, but you can also now do stuff like that on the side. Okay. So we're working through these questions. What do I do? Who do I do it for? I want you to sit with that. And if, if again, you're sitting there looking at the computer, like what do I do? Who do I do it? Let's walk away from here. Let's go inside. Ask that question to yourself. What do I do? Who do I do it for? What do I do? Who do I do for? And then one thing I want you to know about marketing is there's this you know, saying, since Field of Dreams came out in the 80s, that movie with Kevin Costner, if you build it, they will come. It's not true. If you build it, they won't come. If you build it, they won't come. What it means is you have to let them know it's there. I see well-meaning people all the time saying, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm like, great. People are like, I'm going to start an online course. Great. There's a really cute new shop that opened near us, but no one's in there, okay? Why? Because we have to do marketing and the marketing is letting people know and we have to give them things and connect with them. And like, if you want to, if you want to create an online course, right? Don't create the course for months, take lots of videos, shoot lots of stuff, work on the curriculum, and then like put your offer out. You can't go right to the offer. You just can't. That's like the frat guy who's like, come to your house and you're like, Hey, let's go to dinner. Let's get to know each other. There's like, let's go upstairs. And you're like, it's not working. That's never going to work. Can't like close me like that. Like this doesn't work. There's no trust. There's no buildup. They have no sense of who you are. This is the kind of thing like this five day challenge. This is what we need to do in any business, right? Why do brands send influencers their stuff for free? They're like happy to give it like you'll wear it. You'll receive the package, please. I'll send it to you every day because they want them to have a free beautiful experience right that's what we want to do in general so let's say you want to organize people's homes are there three people could you make a decision right now that for the next few weeks once a week you're going to think of someone you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to say i would love to give you an hour of my time can i come over and help you with your closet with your garage that's a good use of your time that's the best marketing sales you can do is to give someone an experience of something, let them know what it is that you want to do for them, show up and deliver that. And then you don't have to sell it again because they had an experience of it, right? That's important. Really, really important. Let me give you another example. So when it comes to marketing and all of this stuff and giving away things for free, I was trying to get my music heard by people at all the ad agencies and CBS and NBC and Lionsgate and it wasn't working. And I was just emailing them and thinking I was going to be great. And I was going to pitch them in the email. Hey, my name is Kathy Heller. I was signed to Interscope. I got dropped telling them all. It's like, they don't know me. Right. And I have music for you. And I think you'll really like it. Click here. It's like, I'm going right to the pitch. And after 40, 40 or so emails and no response, I was like, this isn't working. And again, I wish I would have then at that time, had someone like me because it took me a long time. We waste so much time and so much energy and so much money because we don't have the right teacher or mentor. And that's something you really have to think about, right? And not only that, sometimes we give up on our dreams because we just don't have the thing. So I was so grateful then later on that I could start helping people to do the right things, the things that work. So I realized it's not working, So I'm like, I need to figure out why this is not working. And I finally realized, oh, I'm going right to the sale. They don't know me. There's no trust. There's no intimacy. And I'm going right to the offer. It doesn't work. So I thought I need to make a connection with them. So I really need to meet them. But they're sitting inside of Lionsgate. They're sitting at a desk at Disney soundtracks. Like it's hard. And I think that what I did is impressive in the sense that It's easier to find the girl who might want your cake pops than it is to find these people because my business was B2B, which is even harder. Business-to-business is a little bit more tricky, but it can be done, and I'm so into it now, right? So I thought I need to just give them something. So really quickly one day, I sit down at the computer, and I create this PDF, and at the top, I write mochas and music, and I just had this idea. Well, everyone likes coffee, right? This is years before I ever met Howard Schultz, but I was like, everyone likes Starbucks, so I found this cute little, it was like a cartoon on the internet. I found a picture of a girl playing guitar. I searched girl playing guitar cartoon because I thought it would look like silly in a good way. And then I put that picture and then I put a plus sign and then I put a picture of a Starbucks like Frappuccino. And I said, step one, tell me your favorite Starbucks drink. Step two, tell me the date and time I can drop it off. And step three, I'll leave music behind and your coffees. And I took that really messy, sloppy PDF, which I can actually post. I'll post it in the thread because it was so messy. It wasn't even like centered. Like, I don't know what I'm doing graphic-wise. But again, don't overthink it. Like, I just keep moving forward. And I sent it to about 80 or so people whose email addresses I had found, like, one at a time. And a bunch of people didn't respond. And then there was another chunk of people who were like, no, no thanks. And then there were about 27, 28 people who said, sure, sure, you can bring me coffee. And would you believe that this article that's behind me, there's a billboard article behind me. It came out like a year later and it said, Kathy Heller licensed songs to 28 shows this year. Every single one of the people that I brought coffee to worked with me. And then I actually stopped there. And it was fine. Those 28 people became my clients. A few of them introduced me to a few more people. I wound up getting maybe like 35 clients total in the world between ad agencies and film and TV. And I started to make $300,000, $400,000 a year for a decade. For a decade. Until I started teaching songwriters and then I started podcasting and wrote a book and all this stuff. But that one act of let me give you something first changed my life. And was, was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. Is it something everyone can learn to do? Yeah. And now I swear by it. And it's amazing that, you know, it seemed like such a nothing, but it was in everything. So that's marketing. That's sales. You guys getting it? Okay, cool. Okay. Let me just talk about pricing real fast. When you're trying to figure out what your pricing is, okay, I want you to know there's already a market that's, that's there for you. So that answer is there what do I mean? If I was going to put my house up for sale, I can look at the market to know what is this kind of house in this neighborhood that has this many bedrooms sell for? And I know what the answer is. Do you get me? It is the same thing for you. You can say to yourself, okay, in this market, if I was a professional organizer, what's the range? Let me look into it. Let me do this much of research to find out what people charge. And when I'm just starting out, eventually you want to say, I'm going to position myself near the high end of the market. That's eventually where you want to get to because it's already the market. The market's already decided that they'll pay that for it. So you can now find those clients, right? We can talk about choosing a fishing hole later. We can talk about how we can choose the fish that we want to serve. And that's a great, great, fun thing we'll do in the program even more. But the market's already there. When you're starting... Just try to start in the middle, right? Try to start in the middle. So if you're making your own granola, what does it usually sell for? There's already a price, okay? So just try to be in the middle, in the beginning. There's an answer for that. So if you're just thinking right now about pricing or you're just thinking right now about what your business is gonna be, it might actually just be helpful. I'll tell you why. Because sometimes we're so up here where like, the answer just keeps being like, and I don't know, and it feels overwhelming that we don't leave our day job. But if you can figure out what the market is paying for this thing, you can figure out how quickly you can leave that day job. I'll tell you why. Because if people are paying, let's say, I'm gonna make it up. People are, If people are paying, if, if there's a market where people are paying, and I haven't done the research, but we're talking about professional organizing for a second. If people are paying 150 bucks an hour, let's say for that service, then you could really quickly figure out how many hours you need to work a week and do that thing in order to leave your day job. And you could then think, what could I offer? Well, could I offer a package? Could my offer not be an hour? Could it be that I sell a package of five hours at a time? And then if I do that, how many clients at five hours at a time do I need a week? And then if I can't be the one that's doing all of those, is there somebody I know who also likes to do it? And by the time I have too many clients that I can't actually be there, could I have this other person do it? But since I got the sale, can I give them a cut, right? And can we now be in business and can I leave my job? Do you you get what I'm saying? Like with my friend Jenny, with her selling of the corned beef, it was like, yeah, well, if she sells a corned beef sandwich, maybe the market will put it somewhere at $15 for her vegan corned beef sandwich. But if she sells to a deli and she says the minimum order is, I'm going to make this up, 20 pounds at $10 a pound, how many delis does she need before she can leave her job? Do you get me? Pricing is so important. The money piece is so important and we hide from it. We shy away from it because we get nervous. It's already built. You're not doing anything wrong. You're just in a pipeline that's already been established. You're not making it up. People are already paying this for it. If I hire someone right now to babysit, there's a going rate for that. This person doesn't have to feel sleazy for saying that is also what I charge. It's like, that's the market. There's a market. That's what's so awesome about the fact that there is a market. It's already been decided. Now, as you grow and gain confidence, you start placing yourself higher up in the continuum of what that market allows it to be. But you stay in the market, but you're maybe become at the high end. When you start out, you get in the first You get in the second, third part of that market and you're fine as you gain confidence. Does this make sense? Who's with me? Who is enjoying it? I'm telling you, the business part I can talk about all day. It's the easy part, actually. The emotional stuff is the hard part and that's the stuff that's standing in our way. You might be scared. You might be anxious. Everything I'm saying might make you feel nervous. That's fine because the courage, you see, courage is what comes first. You don't have confidence first. The first time you kiss a boy, the first time you drive a car, you don't have confidence. You just have courage. The courage comes first and the confidence comes later. You also don't have clarity when you start. The clarity comes later, but we forget that we have courage. We just focus on the fear. The fear is not going away. Don't wait till the fear goes away. It's not going anywhere. Some of us have it worse than others, but all of us have it, but you also have courage. So you decide, I'm going to Do it scared, as my friend Ruth Sukup says. Do it anyway. Do it scared. Okay? And I want to tell you one last thing I made a note to tell you. I'm going to tell you something that's going to sound like surprising. (laughs) I want you to remember every day, I want you to remember the rooster. I want you to be like a rooster. And you're going to be like, Kathy just went, where did she go? She was sounding really normal. Now she sounds like a weirdo. Be like a rooster. Why? Every single day. In the Jewish tradition, in the morning prayers, they pray to be like a rooster. And I always wondered what that was about, and I'll tell you what it is. On the farm, okay, in the world, the, the, the first one, the first living thing that knows that the light is about to come is the rooster, which means that when the night looks as though it can't get any darker, And it gets darker, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one in the morning, two in the morning. And it's like, oh no, what happened to the sun? Where did it go? We're going into the darkness, right? It gets to the point where it's the absolute darkest it can be. And that's the exact moment the dawn breaks. And the rooster says, wake up, everybody, wake up. What does it mean? It means that when you think, you know, and it's the end of the story, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. You got to hold on to that. Okay. You got to hold on to that. So, we want to be like that. We want to be the one who says, Wake up, wake up, everyone. It's not the darkness, it's not taking over. The dawn is about to break. And that's that optimism that correlates with that grit. And that's going to bring you home. So, I loved this time with you. This was a pure pleasure. Lots of love to you guys. I had a blast. Okay. I hope that gave you some new perspective and some breakthroughs on how to think about marketing and how to approach branding and what it means to price something. I hope you now see that when you break it down, it really isn't that scary, right? All right. So let's go through the takeaways. Number one, when you do marketing and sales, right, then you never have to sell ever again. Number two, we don't think our way to answers. We feel our way to answers. Number three, everybody wants to be seen, but the person you want to be seen by more than anyone else is you. You want to arrive at your own door. Number four, people don't buy your things. They buy into you. Number five, pick six things that represent you. This is the foundation of your brand. Number six, marketing means you effectively communicate what you do to the person you do it for. Number seven, you're not doing anything wrong by putting a price on what you do it's already built. There's already a market paying for this. And number eight, courage comes first, then confidence follows. Okay. Let's celebrate some of your wins. Kelly said in our Facebook group, my win is completing Kathy's five-day vision training. And because of these five days, I have a clearer path for my new pivot for my crochet business. I've reached out to crocheters for advice and I've reached out to customers for ideas. My radical empathy is really starting to click and it's all because I'm niching down into my passion. Yes, Kelly, that is so cool. I'm so proud of you for doing the challenge with the thousands of other beautiful souls we had in the group. And I'm extra impressed that you had the courage to reach out to other people in your niche and have a real conversation with them. And that's giving you the clarity you need to really hone in on where you belong. Way to go. Seriously, keep having those conversations. Keep practicing that radical empathy. It's going to do wonders for your business. Okay. Next win. Jennifer said, last night I hosted my first writer's workshop and had 11 attendees and sold 12 of my workbooks. It's the first step in making this new business work. I gave this workshop for free, just like what Kathy taught me. Jennifer, that's it. I love that you're already taking what you learned in the challenge and putting it into action. And oh my gosh, look at the doors it opened. You sold 12 workbooks. That's more than the number of attendees you had. This is just the beginning for you. I'm so excited please keep us posted. If you guys have a win that you want us to talk about on the show, you can post it in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. You can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller so we can share it here on the show. Don't forget, the doors to my program are closing tomorrow. If you want to learn more, you can go to madetodothis.com or you can DM me and I'm more than happy to talk to you about whether this program is right for you. I've been voice noting with people. I'm happy to do it. So please feel free to reach out. We have some awesome episodes in store. So make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you heard something in this episode or any episode that really speaks to you, that's changed the way you see the world and the possibilities that lie ahead, then tell someone else about it. Let's make it our goal this year to reawaken as many any sleeping dreams as we can and make this world a more beautiful brighter place where we're all making our contribution. You guys are the absolute best. I love you. I can't wait to see who's enrolled in this program because this Sunday night For those of you who enroll in Made to Do This, we will be having our very first Zoom session Sunday night, and I will get to meet everybody. And I'm so excited about that. I love all of you for listening to the show. I know you have a million things you could be doing with your time. It means the world that you're here. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you Monday.